Arikana Chihombori is back at it again. And this time round, she says, Africa does not need the World Bank. Africa does not need the IMF. Africa does not need the Paris Club. If anything, these people need Africa. They depend on Africa to borrow at exorbitant rate so that they can keep making profit, so that they can keep, um, you know, influencing them to get better business deals and um, twist them and, you know, rule these countries indirectly. She says, if anything, Africa needs to sit down, harness its own natural resources and be an independent entity. And that way, these organizations might just as well realize how important Africa has been to them all this while. Natural resources alone, we do not need to be going to the IMF or World Bank for loans. We have people who are picking up chunks of gold, chunks of lithium, chunks of precious minerals. If they were to be properly channeled, Africa does not need the World Bank. Africa does not need IMF. I think people have to understand that the disunity and the disorganization that is Africa today is by design. Go back to the Berlin Conference. People must understand Berlin Conference, they met for four months to strategize and putting together a policy that was designed to see to it that Africa and her children are forever defeated and dominated. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Indira Ganga. I am a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I make videos on Africa, black people, our empowerment and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. Today, I want us to discuss an interview by Dr. Arikana Chikombori. It's one of her most recent interviews. And anytime she speaks, I love the fact that she speaks so passionately about Africa and she's not afraid of anybody. In that interview, she reacted to the sentiments by the president of Kenya, William Ruto, who during the Mo Ibrahim summit said, there's no more summoning of African presidents to Russia or to Japan or to China or to the USA. Then you bundle all of us in a bus and, and the agenda is just you trying to make yourself feel better and say Africa is a friend and we're going to keep partnering with Africa. And there's nothing substantial in there for Africans, actually. And President Ruto said, moving forward, if you want to engage us, go through the African Union. Do not talk to Kenya as an individual entity. Do not talk to Lesotho as an individual entity. Do not talk to Ghana. Talk to the African Union. When you talk to us as a bloc, then that means that we have a little bit of leverage because you're talking to 54 countries, you're talking to big economy, you're talking to millions of people in population. And Dr. Arikana Chihombori says that is actually the right way to move forward when dealing with the West because it means that you come to the table as a united front. I think the one I've enjoyed the most uh, recently is the one from President Ruto of Kenya, mm -hmm. where he addressed that issue of the heads of states being called all of them by one head of state and they run off to the United States and they run off to China. They were getting ready to run off to Japan, run off to France. It's, it's ridiculous. It's treating these heads of states like their children. So for them to stand up and say enough is enough. I, it was just beautiful listening to uh, President Ruto take a position to say uh, the heads of states have decided that they're going to send a delegation because it makes sense to me that if the president of Japan wants to address the African leaders, let him come to the African Union and address them. If the president of the United States, China, if all these world leaders want to address African leaders, let them come to the African Union. But having all the heads of states run off to see one president 
It is a joke. It is ridiculous. It is disrespectful. And I'm glad to hear, and it was beautiful just really listening to President Ruto call it like it is. On top of just asking Western leaders to talk to the AU as a bloc instead of individual African countries, Dr. Chiombori was also saying it's high time that Africans actually truly united because it's in uniting that borders are going to fall. It's in uniting that, you know, there'll be free movement of people and goods. It's in uniting that we will be able to be so so buffered that Western influence will not be able to creep in and destabilize one region at the expense of another. Can you imagine if Africa was united? Can you imagine if we had a single currency, if there were no borders, if people and goods would be able to move freely? What was needed since 1963 was the creation of an Africa that was borderless, an Africa that spoke with one voice, an Africa that has a single military, an Africa with a single currency, single stock exchange, single monetary policy, single uh, trade policy. Of all those, we've only finally, in the past couple of years, accomplished the trade policy. And even that, its implementation is a monster because of some underlying issues that if it is to succeed, and I'm talking about the continental free trade area, if the continental free trade area is to succeed, two things, in my opinion, must be in place. One, free movement of people. How do we talk about free trade when we still need visas, when we still have these borders? How do we talk about free trade when we have how many different currencies? 40-something different currencies. Mm. We need our own single African currency as a must. We need, our, we need a borderless Africa. Those two things must be put in place if we are going to have a resounding African continental free trade area that is successful, that is going to have the, the desired results. As is, it's still, in my opinion, ridiculous that we can talk about and the AU, an Africa that speaks with one voice, and yet you have countries like South Africa strengthening their borders and limiting the number of Africans that can come to South Africa. You have, I still need visa to go to Nigeria, to go to a lot of countries in Africa. How can we be talking from two corners of our mouth? Either we have an Africa that is truly committed to true change, free movement of people is a must, a single currency is a must. I know it is a monster trying to navigate those terrain, but those are the building blocks that are going to lead to a successful trade policy. It is ridiculous that we're still sitting at around 15 to 20% intra-Africa trade. Something must be done to improve intra-Africa trade. Imagine if DRC one of the countries on the continent that is richest in terms of natural resources was 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 a stable place in terms of peace and stability imagine if sudan and south sudan were stable they have very huge oil reserves imagine if zimbabwe was not going through its turmoils that it has been going through and the leadership of that country was acting right it's gold alone, it's gold reserves. Imagine if Nigeria had a functioning system that had proper electricity, proper infrastructure, you know, how far would Africa have been? You take, for example, the two biggest areas that can turn Africa uh, upside down in overnight, uh, agriculture and uh, mining. Our natural resources alone 
We do not need to be going to the IMF or World Bank for loans. We have people who are picking up chunks of gold, chunks of lithium, chunks of precious minerals. If they were to be properly channeled, Africa does not need the World Bank. Africa does not need IMF. Agriculture, we still have the most, the largest quantities of arable land, over 65% of the world arable land is in Africa. You take the situation in uh, Ukraine, a tiny little country like that. Look at how much Ukraine is providing, is importing to Africa. We don't need wheat from Ukraine. This is an opportunity for us to be totally self-sufficient. I was talking to a brother from uh, North Africa, and he said, Ambassador, we would love to get all our agricultural products out of sub-Saharan Africa, but the logistics of getting the products from sub-Saharan Africa to North Africa are so difficult that it is easier for them to get their wheat from Ohio in the United States. So we got work to do as Africans. Logistics alone are keeping us from having the effective intra-Africa trade that we need. So we have some serious low-hanging fruits that we need to address as a matter of agency. I think it is ridiculous that North Africa should have to procure its wheat from the United States, from Ukraine. A lot of African countries, I was shocked at the figures of the numbers of African countries that are getting their wheat out of Ukraine. I am shocked at the numbers of African countries that are importing chickens. Mozambique is importing 92% of their chickens. Ghana, 72%. Zimbabwe, I thought they were doing better. 50, over 50% of their chickens are imported. Chickens alone are by far the most consumed meat on earth. And no other meat comes even close. African economy could be turned around by chickens. So there are some very low-hanging fruits that we could look at. Agriculture and mining are the two areas that if we focused on, Africa does not need to borrow money from the IMF or the World Bank. We can be completely self-sufficient. But these scales, these scales are designed. You know, the West actually carefully tailor-made and designed the chaos on the continent to ensure to ensure that Africa never, ever, ever progresses. And you know what? We fall and pray to their plan. And the disorganization that is Africa today is by design. Go back to the Berlin Conference. People must understand Berlin Conference, they met for four months to strategize and putting together a policy that was designed to see to it that Africa and her children are forever defeated and dominated. So as long as we are speaking as 55 little bitty African countries, we can never come out with a position that we can then demand that we must be uh, the sixth member of the five-member UN Security Council, that we must be the uh, 21st member of the G21, that we must be the eighth member of the G7. As long as we are being told you have 55 different sovereign nations, we are fighting with one pinky finger when we could be fighting with five fingers and throw a sucker punch. What Africa needs to understand is that we need to speak with one voice. For example, let's take the UN. 
if the Africans were to say, United Nations, you are a totally useless organization, you are a toothless bulldog, there's nothing there for us, you are supposed to be the watchdog for all human rights violations, and yet three of the five members of the UN Security Council, they are very strongly guilty of slavery, crimes that they have never been charged for, crimes they are struggling to pay reparations for, how then do you, the United Nations, continue to have these three members of the UN Security Council who continue, two of them, I'm talking Britain, I'm talking France, they continue to have remains of our ancestors, physical bodies of our ancestors who they classified as trophies of conquest and they refuse to return them because they are equivalent to an animal. Just like you went to Africa and you killed a lion, you equally killed a human being, that is your trophy. To this day, 2023, they are refusing to train them. Hello, President, I mean, Secretary Guterres, what are you doing? Let's look at the artifacts that were stolen, priceless. They all know where the artifacts came from. They are nicely displayed in the museum, showing what country they were stolen from, and nobody is talking about it. Again, Secretary Guterres, where are you? Let's talk about some of the basic agrarian abuses of Africa. Let's look at the World Trade Organization. They are giving a blind eye. Look at Swiss coffee, Swiss chocolate. And yet we know all that chocolate is coming from West Africa. Switzerland does not have a single uh, cocoa plantation. Where is the World Trade Organization? Why aren't you challenging them? It's been acceptable that Africa is supposed to produce and provide raw materials for the Western world. What Africa needs to do For example, they could simply say, we are no longer going to attend the United Nations until we are sixth member of the UN Security Council. After all, African countries are the largest voting bloc at the United Nations. And instead, African countries are being used to vote on behalf of other countries on their agendas. You come, we give you a brown envelope, vote with us on our agenda. Africans must unite. If Africans were to speak with one voice and say, we will no longer be attending the United Nations, guess what? Things will change. Is these African countries, former colonies, if you were a British colony, if you were a German colony, French, Portugal, Belgium, if they were to say, as long as you are keeping the remains of our ancestors, we give you two weeks, all your citizens in our countries, if you do not return our ancestors, if you do not return our, uh, our artifacts, your citizens have two weeks to get out of our countries. Guess what? It is those citizens who are going to be calling their countries and demanding that they return those remains. How long do you think a thump of a British soldier lasts in Zimbabwe? How long do you think a finger of a German soldier lasts in Namibia? How long do you think a, a hand of a Portuguese soldier lasts in Namibia, not even an hour. They will storm into those countries, murder thousands of people just to recover that tiny little body part. But when it comes to Africans, we are to blame because we are not complaining about it. We are not raising cane. Our behavior as Africans when it comes to certain issues is not normal. It's abnormal. What is being done to us, we are not reacting like human beings. No. I am no longer going to the goddamn United Nations, pardon my language, until you fix this. There's serious crimes 
being committed on Africa, serious abuses, blatant abuses of Africa that are being ignored. Well, that's all I had for you on this episode of our conversations. Let me know what you think about Dr. Arikana Chihombori and what she had to say. Comment down below if you agree or disagree or have anything to add on the conversation. I'll see you again next time.